It's time for this week's edition of the Virtual Bible Study. The Virtual Bible Study is a live, internet-only, call-in program dedicated to the honest study and discussion of God's Word. Do you have a question about something in the Bible? Or are you simply interested in learning more about the Scriptures? If so, we hope you'll stay tuned tonight as we look into the pages of God's Word. The Virtual Bible Study is brought to you this time each week by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. You can participate in the discussion tonight by calling 93 or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com. We hope you'll take out your Bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of God's Word on this edition of the Virtual Bible Study. All right. Uh, We're going live with the Virtual Bible Study. This is Thursday night, October the 28th. And the Virtual Live, we don't have our our, uh, uh, Master Ceremonies working just yet. He's not got a live mic. So we'll see if we can get that going. Thank you for joining us tonight in Virtual Bible Study. Uh, we look forward to the discussion. And we I want think to, I'm, oh, I'm here There now. we go. Go All ahead, right. Jacob. Thank you for joining us. It is October the 28th, 2010. We, uh, we're trying to get our technical difficulties out. We almost made it tonight. Almost got on without a blip. All right, Dad, uh, glad that you're here with us tonight, and uh, we look forward to our discussion. And uh, Dan's behind the controls tonight. You might send him an email or a ch- chat and let him know how it looks on your end tonight. And we're trying out a new video feed. If you've probably noticed, if you went to our website, thevirtualbiblestudy.com, there's a link there for you to click to watch the live video. And we have a new chat room that doesn't require you to log in. So that should be exciting tonight as well. And we're looking forward to trying out the new system. Give us some feedback. Let us know how you think it looks tonight. Yeah, and if you're in the chat room, give yourself a nickname. You don't have to give yourself your real name, but we've got a lot of people in there with the with the moniker guest and a number, and that's going to be hard for us to keep track of your comments. So Down in the bottom left-hand corner of the chat window there, it says edit nickname. You don't have to log in. Just uh, go there just change and your, type in a name. Give yourself a nickname. Anything will do so that we can kind of identify you because all those guest with number, it's going to be hard to keep and, your comments. And you are GGVBS. I'm GGVBS. Are you in there, Jacob? Well, I'm GGVBS too because you logged in on this computer. Oh, we both. <laughs> you don't know. You won't know who's talking. We're bipolar tonight. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Uh, we've got uh, what I think is an interesting thing to discuss tonight. Uh, just a few weeks ago, a, an apparently well-known author named Anne Rice came out, came out with a statement concerning the fact that she was quote quitting going to quit Christianity. Right. Now I gotta tell you, and I don't want to act like I'm just completely out of the loop on all things, you know, pop culture, but I didn't know who Anne Rice was. They didn't really shake you up and yeah. Uh, but uh, apparently she is a well known author and she wrote a bunch of vampire books, uh the Vampire Chronicles, apparently, and there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of those things called the Vampire Chronicles, and they were written leading up to. Well, there was a, there was some more vampire. There was there was the new tales of the vampires. Two of those. There were the lives of the Mayfair witches, uh, va- uh, vampire and Mayfair crossover. But then something happened. She got religion in two thousand oh, okay. in two thousand and three. Uh, she got religion and she's done with the vampire stuff and she's been writing books on the life of Christ uh, and some other things. Anyway, apparently she's fairly well known. I didn't know her and I admit that, but apparently she's fairly well known. But is she related to Mexican rice? 
No. Oh, okay. <laughs> just Ann. Okay, just Ann. Right. Okay. Uh, but anyway, back in July and August, she kind of made a splash, and she was interviewed on CNN and in Christianity Today and several magazines uh, for a statement that she made on her Facebook page. And I'm okay. going to read that, and we have divided this thing up into four parts, and we're just going to comment on each of the four parts. And this is what we put out to our update list earlier today. Now, again, as always, we remind you, if you want to be on our update list, just send us an email to questions at collegeview.com. Just say, add me to the list, and we will do it. Um, but this is what we sent out earlier today. We want to get feedback on, on this statement she made. Here's part one. Today, I quit being a Christian. I'm out. I remain committed to Christ as always, but not to being Christian or to being part of Christianity, it's simply impossible for me to belong to this quarrelsome, hostile, disputatious, and deservedly infamous group. For ten years I've tried, I've failed, I'm an outsider, my conscience will allow nothing else. That's the first part that we want to comment about. So she says she's going to quit Christianity. She's devoted to Christ, but she's going to quit being a Christian. Uh, Number two, she says... Uh, as I said below, I quit being a Christian. I'm out. In the name of Christ, I refuse to be anti-gay. I refuse to be anti-feminist. I refuse to be anti-artificial birth control. I refuse to be anti-democrat. I refuse to be anti-secular humanism. I refuse to be anti-science. I refuse to be anti-life. In the name of Christ, I quit Christianity and being a Christian. Amen. That's, right. that's the second part of the statement. Okay. The third part of the statement. My faith in Christ is central to my life. My conversion from a pessimistic atheist lost in a world I didn't understand to an optimistic believer in a universe created and sustained by a loving God is crucial to me. But following Christ does not mean following his followers. Christ is infinitely more important than Christianity and always will be, no matter what Christianity is, has been, or might become. And then finally, the last part of her statement is, I quit Christianity in the name of Christ so that I could tell my readers that I'm not complicit in the thing organized religion does. I never dreamed others would be so interested or they would feel the need to talk about their own religious struggles and so forth. So we've divided that up into those four parts, Jake. We want to talk about this, and we'd like to get your feedback. Uh, and Dan has got the, that quote up on the screen. So... Um, let us know what you think. We're going to start out and just go point by point and discuss this. There's several ways, Jacob, for people to get involved. All right. You can join in the chat room tonight, again, with no username required. And uh, the, the, according to the chat room, we're getting out okay, uh, Dan, if you're working on that on that side. Uh, so everything hopefully is okay on the uh, technical side of things tonight. You can join in the chat room, send in your comments there. Or you can send us an email to questions at collegeu.com. Or you can, better yet, give us a call. It's toll-free, 877-381-4567 is the telephone number to use. We pay the bill tonight. We look forward to hearing from you on this program about this author, Ann Rice. And, uh, you know, she makes the statements, and I think she may be trying to be a little bit inflammatory about them, but uh, she's making some statements that aren't unique to her. People feel this way. Uh, a lot of people feel this way. Well, uh, the reason why we think it's a worthy discussion, Jay, is I think more and more people are feeling this way, okay. that they can be religious without being in the church, mm-hmm. be religious without calling themselves Christian or having anything to do with Christianity. They're better than the church. Yeah, that maybe they've reached a higher plateau maybe in right. their thinking intellectually they okay. they imagine so right. so anyway we we want to talk about that and we want to get your input a good way to do it is in the chat room uh, or you can send us an email. We'll be monitoring our emails throughout the program, and we want to get your input on this discussion. Join in the ch- discussion now. We look forward to hearing from you. All right, let's talk about this first uh, comment that she made. 
She said, uh, I quit being a Christian. I remain committed to Christ. Is that an oxymoron or... I don't know. Is that an impossibility? Yeah, I think it's an impossibility. How can you be committed to Christ and not being a Christian? Yeah, so she's not being a Christian. She doesn't want to be a Christian. She doesn't want to be a part of Christianity. She calls she calls uh, being a Christian Christianity. She calls it a quarrelsome, hostile, disputatious, and deservedly infamous group. Okay, and she says her conscience won't allow her to be a part of it anymore. Uh, I wanted to comment about the idea of, of the idea of Christians being contentious. Uh, there, there's, there's two different words here. One is the word to contend for something, and then there's the word to be contentious. The Bible definitely tells us that we're supposed to contend for what is right. You're going to Jude 3, I bet. I'm sure Jude 3 would come to a lot of people's mind there when we are actually instructed and commanded uh, to earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. And so to contend for the faith is necessary. It's commanded. In Acts chapter 19, we read about the Apostle Paul, and it says that he he was in in the city of uh, uh, Ephesus, and in Acts 19 at verse 9, certain men were hardened and believed not, but spake evil of that way before the multitude, the way being Christ's way. Paul departed from them and separated the disciples, disputing daily in the school of one Tyrannus. Notice it uses the word disputing. He was disputing mm-hmm. in the school of Tyrannus. And so it's not wrong to contend for the truth, to dispute matters of faith and doctrine. That's not wrong. But we're not to be a contentious people, and so uh, you got to be you got to be aware of the difference in those two words. Ephesians chapter four verse fifteen says, "But speaking the truth in love," and so love's got to motivate our actions. And uh, if there's any hatred or uh, bitterness or uh, any type of animosity in our uh, approach and in our uh, motivation, then uh, that's going to be wrong. Paul told Timothy in Second Timothy two verse twenty four, "The servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient." in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. And so, to whatever extent Christians have been or are quarrelsome and hostile, then those are attributes that the Lord actually warns us not to engage. But to to defend the truth, to to very militantly defend the truth is a necessary thing and in doing that we'd be in imitation of the apostles and those first century Christians we'd be doing the right thing so uh, this woman I, I think probably the way I would describe it is that she's almost like throwing the baby out with the bathwater, because there are some people who've been quarrelsome and hostile and disputatious, as she says. I'm not. I don't even know if that's really a word. I guess it is. But uh, just because maybe some have not conducted themselves in the way the Lord tells us to conduct ourselves, she's sort of throwing everything out, and that's wrong. That's I a wonder. Wrong reaction. If, I wonder if Ann Rice would quit professional football if she went to a football game and. There were some, you know, some of those real wacky guys, and you know, sitting in front of her as and, football fans. Yeah, oh, football fans! And, and they were they were fighting with the other team's fans, and they were yelling, yelling, ugly things. Had their shirts off and painted up the color of their team. I quit professional football because of those people. That yeah. wouldn't make any sense. 
No, I mean, it, it, that'd be an overreaction. Now, there might be some reasons to quit pro sports. <laughs> yeah, of course. I, I but, mean, I mean, you're, what you're saying is basically what you're saying, Jacob, is because of the abuses of a few. Sure. We don't just necessarily throw out the whole thing. Right. And I think that's what she's doing. She calls Christianity a deservedly infamous group. And we would admit that there have been a lot of bad things done in the name of Christianity. Right. Uh, but that does not say that the, that the form of religion taught in God's word is wrong and should be discarded. That's right. the difference. Right. Okay. Let us know your thoughts. 877-381-4567. Toll free. Questions at collegeview.com is also free for you tonight. And the chat room is free and no username required. You can chat with other listeners in the chat room tonight by going to our website, thevirtualbiblestudy.com, clicking on the link for the live video feed, which many of you have found it, and uh, you'll be able to join in the chat room there. Lots of anonymous users in the chat room tonight. We would tell you in the lower left-hand corner of the chat window where it says Edit Nickname. You can replace that guest and the numbers behind it with your name or uh, uh, just give yourself pseudonym. A, yeah, give yourself a pseudonym. We don't care. Uh, just <laughs> or you so, can give yourself a fake name too. <laughs> yeah, or you can give your real name <laughs> if, really. you, if okay. you want to. But we'd like to we'd like you to get a get some kind of a nickname going there where we can identify your comments and we do want your uh, your comments. Uh, getting some feedback on our uh, video feed, Jacob. Uh, Jared and Cookville says it looks and sounds good. Anthony here in Columbia says the video is very slow. So well, we're uh, working on that. Okay, we're working. We, on we, it. we might be able to make that a little better, but at least we're out there and we're not uh, running around here like chickens with our heads cut off. We're doing a lot better than we were this time last week. Exactly. Okay. All right. Uh, we, we got some feedback, some emails that have come in, and we want to uh, uh, hear from you. Uh, our friend Jim in Mount Pleasant, Tennessee, says, like many people, Miss Rice is confusing Christianity with religion. Possibly she confuses the church with what she sees as organized religion. She sees what is happening in denominationalism and is sickened by it as any right-thinking person should be. I suspect that she is right in her feelings of being disgusted by the quarrelsome, hostile, disputatious attitudes that exist, but is wrong in thinking that everyone will get along. Part of her problem is confusing what people practice instead of looking at what the Bible commands. Having said all that, let us consider her first point. Being a Christian is being a follower or disciple of Christ. And uh, Jim references Acts chapter 11 and verse 26 where Paul and Barnabas are in the city of Antioch and it says the Christians were called, the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. You can't be a disciple or a follower of Jesus Christ and not I, wear that name. I don't understand It's impossible. That. All right, uh, Jim is in the chat room tonight and he, he apparently knows more about Anne Rice than we do. He says, is this the Halloween version since we're dealing with Anne Rice? I guess with the, the vampires and stuff, this is pretty good timing that we had there accidentally. Yeah. All right. Uh, Anthony is in the chat room tonight as well, and he sent in his uh, comments. While it is unfortunately true that some Christians can be quarrelsome, hostile, etc., this is true of any group of people. Just get a group of people together for any period of time and have them try to work together, and you will get quarrels and hostility. This is not the fault of Jesus or God, but of men. And, of course, if Miss Rice is committed to Christ, she would be committed to his church. After all, this was one of his missions in coming to earth to establish his church. There is simply no separating Christ from his church. Those who obey Christ, meaning are uh, eventually baptized, are added to the church, just as those in the first century. If we then choose to forsake the assembling of ourselves together, then we are sinning. And if we continue willfully in this, we are now lost, fallen from grace. And so uh, Anthony makes a great point. How can you quit the church 
when Christ died to purchase it. Exactly right. You basically say, uh, Christ, you wasted your blood on the church. I don't want anything to do with it. Uh, You were foolish to try and save the church, uh, Christ. You should have talked to me, Ann Rice, first, because I'm better than the church. I quit it. Okay. Uh, We got an email from Jim in Kansas who writes, It is impossible to separate a follower of Christ from being a Christian. The followers of Christ... Preached the gospel, Romans 1.16, Matthew 28.19 and following, Acts 2.38. And those who obeyed it were saved and added to the church, Acts 2.47. They were subsequently called Christians at Antioch, Acts 11.26. Now all of this gospel message was given to these men by the Holy Spirit, which was sent to them by Jesus Christ, Acts 14.26 and so forth. Uh, How can one be a follower of Christ and not be a Christian? We all condemn sinful division, but continue to seek after the unity Paul spoke of with one body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, Ephesians 4, 4, and 5. How can one who thinks logically claim to follow Christ and disavow the very institution he died to establish, Matthew 16, 18, Acts 20, 28, Romans 5, 9 through 11? Very good. Good points, Jim. Thank you. All right, Jim. And uh, Nick is in Washington State tonight. He says, when you consider the things she will not be opposed to, it is clear she was never part of biblical Christianity in the first place. How can you quit what you've never been a part of? And uh, that's that's apparent as well. We can talk about that on the other side of the break as we get into some of the things that she opposes. We'd ask you, is it wrong to oppose the things that Anne Rice says uh, that should not be opposed? We'll talk about that after the break, and we look forward to hearing from you. Join in on the phone. Get online and be ready to go. On the other side of the break, uh, 877-381-4567. Send an email to questions at collegeview.com or join in the new improved chat room tonight. No uh, login required. You can go there and chat anonymously or you can give us your name. And we look forward to hearing from you. We're going to take a break and we'll continue the discussion right after this. After these important messages, we'll be back to take your comments. Email them during this break. This is Greg Gwynn with this week's bullet point. We know of some Christians who were criticized recently for leaving a family gathering early in order to attend a worship service. They were accused by their family of being too religious, and someone said they were overly zealous. One relative urged them to realize that, quote, sometimes family considerations have to come first. We wonder what these folks would have said to the Apostle Paul. When faced with imprisonment and death, he said, quote, None of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might testify the gospel. Acts 20, verse 24. Those family members likely would have said, Paul, you're just too religious. And what about the apostle Peter and some of the other apostles? The rulers of the Jews threatened them, beat them, threw them in jail, and, quote, commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus. But they, quote, departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name, and daily in the temple and in every house they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. Acts 5, verses 40 through 42. Would the apostles be described as, quote, overly religious? And as for the matter of putting family considerations first, remember that Jesus said, quote, He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Matthew 10, verse 37. The apostles and early Christians would be regarded as complete fanatics in our day, yet Paul said, quote, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1. You don't need to worry about being too religious or overly zealous. That's this week's bullet point. Think about it. 
Hi, my name is Zach Coleman, and when I'm listening to the virtual Bible study, I love to hear comments from other listeners. So please join in tonight's discussion by sending an email or by making a phone call. The address is questions at collegeview.com, and the phone number is toll-free, 877-381-4567. We're waiting to hear from you. Call in right now and join in on the virtual Bible study. Now, back to the program. And welcome back to the program tonight. Uh, we will note that we've got some listeners at Ustream uh, watching our Ustream.tv feed. If you're watching the Ustream.tv feed, you're, you're there, but uh, you're in the wrong place tonight. We've got a new improved uh, feed at uh, thevirtualbiblestudy.com. Jo- go there. You can also join in with other listeners in the chat room there. That's where that's where the main part of the discussions going on tonight. And so we look forward to you joining us there. Uh, we have some comments that our video feed is slow this week. We'll make some progress on that. We were just uh, very, we were elated to get it working at all, and so we'll work on getting it uh, to be a little bit more responsive for you next week. But we're glad you're able to listen to us tonight. We look forward to hearing from you as we talk about Anne Rice, and she's quitting Christianity, doesn't want anything to do with it, says that Christians are a quarrelsome, hostile group. They're disputatious and deservedly infamous. And she wants nothing to do with Christianity. Yeah, one more comment from her from the first. We've just broken out her statement into four parts, and we've we've pretty much analyzed that first part, Jacob. But one thing she said, she says, her conscience won't allow her to be a part of Christianity, to to be a Christian, and so she's going to follow her conscience. But we we should we should mention. I think everybody knows that conscience is a potentially dangerous thing if it's if it's not properly trained to do what is right and we're reminded of the apostle paul who when he was opposing christianity which this lady's doing she's opposing christianity when he was opposing christianity he said in acts 23 verse 1 i have lived in all good conscience before god until this day even when he was opposing christianity in acts chapter 26 at verse 9 he said i verily thought with myself that i ought to do many things contrary to the name of jesus of nazareth which thing I also did in Jerusalem, and many of the saints did I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priest. And when they were put to death, I gave my voice against them. Yeah. So, you know, uh, she says, I just got to follow my conscience here. Well, if her conscience is telling her to leave the, the Lord's church, to abandon the name Christian, and and so forth, her conscience is telling her to do the wrong thing. That's right. Uh, 877-381-4567. Questions at collegeview.com. Join in the chat room tonight. Let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we want to uh, get your comments on Anne Rice. Quitting Christianity, can you do that if you still are committed to Christ? She says she's still committed to Christ, but uh, she's not going to be a Christian anymore. Seems to be an oxymoron to me. What do you think? Let us know. Look forward to hearing from you. Let's go to this second part of her comment. She said, as I said below, or, or she's got this divided up, but she says, I quit being a Christian. I'm out. In the name of Christ, I refuse to be anti-gay. I refuse to be anti-feminist. I refuse to be anti-artificial birth control. I refuse to be anti-democrat. I refuse to be anti-secular humanism. I refuse to be anti-science. I refuse to be anti-life. In the name of Christ, I quit Christianity and being Christian. Amen. Well, well she said something true. She is out. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. We've already talked about the name Christian, of course, it's, a, we believe, a, a God-given name. He identified his people with that name. Okay. Uh, Isaiah said, prophesied that a new name would be given. And we've already referenced Acts 11.26, where the disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. Uh, in Acts 26, verse 28, uh King Agrippa said to Paul, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. What was Paul? What was the Apostle Paul trying to persuade people to be? A Christian. 
And then in 1 Peter 4, verse 16, uh, we're not to be ashamed if any man suffers a Christian. Uh, uh, oh, how does that say that exactly? Um, yeah, let him not be ashamed, but glorify God, God on this. That, that, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, if any man suffers a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. So those really are the only three places in the New Testament where the word Christian is found, but it is a God-given name. Now, what really is at the heart of the matter is that she doesn't like what the gospel of Christ teaches. But it is ironic because she says, in the name of Christ, I refuse to. And she lists this. Well, you things. can't do that. What it, the name, it, it, doing something in the name of Christ means doing it by his authority or going to his word. But she says, well, we're not going to do that because that's too inflammatory or too hostile. Yeah, yeah. And, and then she says, in the name of Christ, I refuse to be anti-gay. Uh, well, I, if 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 it can be established in the New Testament that homosexuality is a sin, and we've studied that numerous times, Jacob, on the virtual Bible sure. study. Mm-hmm. Uh, just most recently, we had a whole program in which we interviewed a Presbyterian preacher from uh, Nashville because the the Presbyterians are in the process of ordaining openly, actively gay clergy. Yep. Uh, and so we we dealt at we've dealt at length with what the Bible teaches on the sin of homosexu- homosexuality, and if we're going to believe the Word of God, then we have to take that stance. It's not optional. She says, in the name of Christ, she refuses to be anti-gay. You can't do that in the name of Christ. Now you can do that. You can reject His Word and will, but you can't do it in His name. Now you can. We're we're anti-homosexuality. We are not. Uh, against those who may have uh, committed the sin in the past. Uh, right. the, the, the sin itself, the act itself, is what we're against. Same thing that Christ is against. But uh, Christ loves homosexuals, and Christ saves homosexuals, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. That's right. Some of those people in Corinth had been homosexuals, right. and they were saved. Uh, so, uh, uh, Just like, you, you know, we're also anti-rapists. Uh, we're anti-murderers. We're not against we're the We're anti-thieves. Yeah. Uh, you name it. If yeah. it's a sin, we have to be against it in the name of Christ. And she lists several other things, Jacob. She says she refuses to be anti-feminist. Well, define for us what you mean by feminist. But if by feminist you mean that the, the distinction of roles between men and women is to be abandoned, the God-given roles that he gave to men and the God-given roles that he gave to women, if those are to be abandoned and women can take on the role that God assigned to men, especially in the church, for instance, uh, women preachers and so forth. Well, then she can't do that in the name of Christ because the, the, the Scriptures are very clear on the limitations that God has placed upon women. Uh, for instance, in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 34, Let your women keep silence in the churches, for it is not permitted unto them to speak, but they are commanded to be under obedience, as also saith the law. First Timothy uh, chapter two. Uh, Paul says to Timothy in First Timothy chapter two, at verse uh, eleven, let the women learn in silence with all subjection. But I suffer not a woman to teach nor to usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence. Okay. So I mean, that's what the Bible says. Now you're going to throw the Bible out and do what you want. Okay, just say so. But do not claim to be devoted to Christ, as she says she is, and then reject the teaching that's found in the Word of God. And she's doing this in the name of Christ. She says she's refusing to be anti-gay. She's refusing to be anti-feminist, and so on. 
Uh, again, how do you do that? Now, she says she refuses to be anti-artificial birth control. Uh, that's uh, interesting that she would throw that in the in the mix here. What do you think about that? Well, I think that's an interesting question, and uh, probably it's a delicate question, but it's 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 something that people need to study and research. Uh, I, I imagine what she is talking about is the Catholic Church position on mm-hmm. any birth control methodology whatsoever. She, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think that's a biblical position, but I do think that there are some kinds of birth controls that all Christians should oppose uh, because they actually result in ab- aborting uh, the conceived egg or the, the, the fertilized egg in the womb. And if you're unfamiliar with that, I don't go into great detail with that. I think that. we've talked about that before. Maybe a little. You can find lots of information on the Internet. Uh, I think all Christians should be informed on that subject. I don't know if it's fully appropriate for us to discuss here. But look on the Internet for abort, uh, uh, abortificent abort abort uh, drugs. A lot of the birth control pills have a, have, have a part of their function that ca- that if an egg is released and gets fertilized, it is aborted by the woman's body. And, they, and uh, the, the manufacturers of the drugs even admit that in their, yeah. their statements. And so that's something that everybody something needs to think look about. into. Yeah, so, something you think about. Uh, but, but as far uh, as taking I think a she, stance. I think she's probably there talking about the Catholic Church position sure. that any type of birth control methodology is wrong, and I don't think the Bible teaches okay. that. Okay. Refuses to be anti-Democrat. What I, do you think about that? Do the scriptures teach that? I don't know what she's talking about there. I mean, anti Is there any place in the scriptures where it says, Thou shalt not be a Democrat? I don't know. I, I don't think so. And it, no, there's no place in the Bible that says thou shalt be a Republican either. No. Uh, I do think that Christians have to make decisions when they vote based on important moral principles. Uh, and that, that being the case, then you've got to decide for candidates that support the kind of morality that we believe is necessary in our nation. All right. I refuse to be anti-secular humanism. That's sort of the, that the, the terminology there doesn't. Uh, oh, she's anti-secular. Yeah, you know, I, I wanted to make sure I understood what she meant by secular humanism, so I tried to do a little research on that. And secular humanism, if I understand the right definition of that terminology, that gets thrown around a lot. But I don't know if anybody really takes the time to try to define it carefully. Okay. But secular humanism re- refuses religion as the basis of of morality and decision making. So you just, humans get to decide. Yeah, we decide what's right and wrong. <laughs> She's doing this in the she, name of Christ. And, and so she, she, she says that she refuses to be a person who's against people making up their own rules. Well, imagine that. Okay, so my rule is that I can go to her house and break in and steal all her stuff. She can't say anything about it. That's my rule. Right. You know, we might get a whole bunch of people together and say, we're going to make a rule that we can break into her house and steal her stuff, and mm-hmm. it will be right. Okay, you know, uh, so you know, th- th- that's a weak position to be sure. Sure is. All right. Uh, she refuses to be anti-science. Dad, are you anti-science? I'm not. I'm pro-science. All I'm right. all for science. Well, I don't know where she got that. Uh, I'm not sure my teachers back in school days would have <laughs> would have believed that. But your record, your report card looked like you were anti-science. <laughs> But uh, we're not, and, and that that's actually a slam on the Bible and 
God's you're truth. unscientific if you believe the if Bible. If you believe the Bible, that you have to be anti-science. That's false. Uh, true, the Bible is completely harmonious with true science, and there's not anything in the Bible that has ever been contradicted by a scientific discovery. Yeah, we challenge Anne Rice to come in, up with anything in the Bible that is not scientifically accurate. She refuses to be anti-life. Are, are you anti-life? I don't know what that means either. Okay. Uh, do you do you have an idea on that? I don't know, and I don't know that she does either. She says, in the name of Christ, I quit Christianity and being Christian. Amen. Well, if you're going to quit uh, Christianity and being Christian, you're going to quit Christ too. That's very clear, and it is clear from what she says and her positions that she has done just that. We need to take a break, and we look forward to hearing from you. Eric suggests that maybe being anti-life means being pro-death penalty. And if that is the case, uh, then I guess... Uh, maybe. Yeah, you might be right, Eric. Okay. That might be it. In the chat room, Eric suggested, okay. I think he's probably right, uh, that, that she's against the death penalty. All right. Look forward to hearing from you at 877-381-4567. Questions at collegeu.com or join in the chat room with other listeners. Lots of stuff going on in the chat room. If you're not there, if you're watching us at Ustream.tv, you need to be at thevirtualbiblestudy.com. Don't go anywhere. The Virtual Bible Study continues right after this. Have you checked out all of the resources on collegeview.com lately? Check it out now while you listen to these important messages. The Virtual Bible Study will be right back after this. Do you remember when no one would have thought twice about getting the church involved in daycare centers, kindergartens, softball leagues, and youth camps? Are you upset when churches spend more time and money on social programs and recreational activities than on spreading the gospel? Are you tired of seeing congregations with their emphasis in entirely the wrong areas? The College View Church is still preaching the same gospel and practicing the same things that you remember from years ago. They're committed to the idea of speaking where the Bible speaks and being silent where the Bible is silent. Check them out. Visit the College View Church of Christ. I am Nestor Sanchez from Arica, Chile in South America. And I love to listen to the virtual Bible study. And this moment, I invite you to participate in this program too. Broadcasting around the world with truths that are out of this world. The Virtual Bible Study. Take it away, guys. And we're back on the program tonight. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to hearing from you. This program is brought to you by the College of Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. Find out more about us at thevirtualbiblestudy.com or collegeview.com. If you're in the Columbia, Tennessee area, come and worship with us Sunday mornings at 9.30, Sunday evenings at 6 p.m., and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We look forward to meeting with you. We are not anti-Christ. We are doing things in the name of Christ by his authority. And if uh, you would like to find out more about us, we encourage you to come and worship with us. All right. Uh, We're talking we, to, we got some emails talking about this, all this stuff that she refuses to be against. Uh, we got an email from Anthony, and I'm not sure where Anthony's from. Uh, but, uh, Anthony, thanks for finding us on the virtual Bible study. Here's what here's his observations about all this. What she is saying to me is, I want to do what I like and make it my own without following after this idea of a church religion or above all what God has to say. Um, it looks like she's getting sick of the man-implanted doctrines that are false from these organizations that claim to be Christians. This seems like she's trying to mix secular and religious ideas together that we would say are works of the flesh. Mm-hmm. As followers of the Bible, we know the flesh and spirit work against each other. God clearly speaks out against such things that are in uh, that are in church, like women's roles as preachers, homosexuality, and so forth. She's not willing to obey what the Bible says. Therefore, she, uh, therefore, she feels like she can just quit and not obey and use Christ's name to back it up. 
which what we've been commenting on, Jacob, it's so odd that she says she's doing this in the name of Christ when she's directly violating the will of Christ. Right. Uh, this is a clear, direct contradiction of itself. Why would Christ ever contradict himself? We know we must obey, Hebrews 5, 9, and our salvation is conditional to that obedience and path we walk in Christ after being added to the church. Would would Christ go against his Father in heaven if he was still here on earth? She just needs to see... Uh, she needs to see that a lot of... of Quote, Christians have man-made doctrines, Matthew 59, and we need to go by the Bible alone. That's our key to salvation. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you, you, Anthony. Thank I think you. you're right yeah. on. You know, uh, Anne Rice comes to Christianity, and she sees uh, whatever religious organization she's a part of has problems. It's not uh, what Christ would want it to be. You, uh, you can either go to one of two ways, or you can just quit entirely, as she has done, or you can say, well, okay, this is not right. The only way we fix it is to go back to the Bible and do exactly what Christ told us to do. And uh, we believe that is the only correct you know, alternative. There, that's a good point, Jacob. I think there's been some really uh, – we, we are the beneficiaries of some people who got fed up with organized like religion. Like Anne Rice. Like Anne Rice. They, they, they saw organized religion, and they saw the abuses that were existent in it, and and they saw how clearly the things that the organized religion was doing violated the things taught in the Bible. They said, we're not going to stay where we are right we're now. We're not staying in that. We're going back to the Bible. Right. We're, we're going to go back and get back to what uh, Christians were doing when the church first began in the first century. And and we we are, the as I said, the beneficiaries of some men who thought that way. And got people started back in that direction. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do, too. That's that's exclusively what we're trying to do. We're trying to get back to the Bible and do things just the way the Bible says they should be done. All right. We look forward to hearing from you at 877-381-4567. Questions at collegeu.com. If you are, like Ann Rice, in the religious group that you are part of, has abuses. And it is uh, not what Christ would want it to be. The only logical conclusion for you to come to is that you need to go back to the Scriptures and do exactly what God has said within them. Get rid of the creeds, get rid of the man-made doctrines, go strictly by what God has said, and you will be pleasing to God, and you will be a part of the church that Christ died to establish. And that's what our goal is here on the Virtual Bible Study, and we hope it is your goal as well, to do exactly what the Scriptures teach. We look forward to hearing from you on the phone, on email, or in the chat room tonight in our new improved chat room. All right, we've got an email from uh, Jim in Mount Pleasant who says, uh, in regards to the things we were just talking about, she refuses to be against this and that and the next thing. He says, being a Christian means you have to be anti-sin. So if she does not want to be against gays, feminist theology, abortion, and so forth, she's going to have to be against God, and that is not a position you want to be in. Uh, James 4, 4 says, a friend of the world is the enemy of God. And that's a great verse to tie in there that Jim mentions uh, James 4.4, 4, if you're a friend of the world, you're an enemy of God. And she's wanting to be a friend of the world. She wants to be for gays. She wants to be for the feminist movement. She wants to be for, uh, what were some of the other things she said? She wanted to be for secular humanism yep. and so forth. Okay. So she's not a friend of God if she's going to be all those things. All right. Uh, Anthony in Columbia says, unfortunately, if Mrs. Rice is committed to Christ, as she stated in her first point, then she would be committed to his teachings and those of his apostles to whom Jesus promised the revelation of all truth. And it is those teachings that are anti-gay, anti-feminist very, very often, oh, and very, very often anti-democrat, anti-secular humanism, etc. Of course, artificial birth controls, reference to the Roman Catholic Church, and not all forms of contraception are prohibited by God except for those that may unwittingly cause the death of an embryo, etc. 
And so uh, he's uh, agreeing with our comments. Yeah, exactly right. Okay. Uh, you know, we might just mention, uh, uh, he mentions again her statement that she refuses to be anti-Democrat. And we are not taking the position that, that you have to take, you have to be a part of any political party. We're not endorsing any political party. We don't believe that's the work of the church or our work in particular or our purpose on the Virgil Bible study to endorse political parties or candidates. That's not what we're doing. But we do believe that the people of God have an obligation to take a stand for what's right morally. Okay. You know, we can debate uh, economics, for instance, You know, uh, economic policy, tax policy, all that. Uh, Who that, cares? It doesn't really matter. Yeah. I mean, you, and you, you can have a position on that, and I could have a different position on that. I'd be fine. Yeah. But if you start Do you talking, think we ought to pave the county road out there? Or you yeah, can, you know, we need to build that new bridge. That bridge to nowhere. Oh, you're sinning if you think we need to have that bridge. Yeah, see, that none yeah. of that stuff matters. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, it's not wrong to have an opinion on those right. things, but you can have you can take either side of those opinions. But when we start talking about things like abortion, uh, and uh, you know, that's a moral issue that you, you has to be decided. When we talk about same-sex marriages and legislation to authorize and allow it, yep. that's a moral question. So if there's a political candidate of either party who's in favor of those things, I'm against him. And, but I don't think that necessarily you would be sending if you voted Democrat right. in certain races. I don't think because I know there are Democrats that are not in favor okay. of uh, abortion and same-sex marriage and so forth. Okay. All right. Uh, so we look forward to hearing your comments if you agree or you disagree. Uh, Nick in Washington State said, Ann's views are not unique. I find most of my neighbors hold to what she has said. Ann just wants to be accepted and not have anything to do with the sword that Jesus taught would divide families because of Christ. All right. Uh, Eric says uh, agrees. He says she probably wants to just emphasize loving everyone without making them uncomfortable. But to truly love someone, we must help them be the people God wants them to be so they can be saved. And so we'd say amen to all of those comments tonight. All right. Um, we've got a couple more points we want, we want to take here from the statement that Ann Rice made. Um, let's go to the third one. We're just about time to break time, but we'll, we'll, take, uh, we'll start into this third discussion, Jacob. She says, my faith in Christ is central to my life. Really? My conversation, my, my conversion rather, my conversion from a pessimistic atheist lost in a world I didn't understand. I think that's when she was writing those vampire books. Okay. To an optimistic believer in a universe created and sustained by a loving God is crucial to me. But following Christ does not mean following his followers. Christ is infinitely more important than Christianity and always will be no matter what Christianity is, has been, or might become. Again, she's trying to separate Christ from the religion of Christ, yeah. uh, which we, we've commented already that it's, it's, you, know, you can't do that. But no, there's one thing that she said there that I want to comment about. She says, following Christ does not mean following his followers. Well, I think that's right. It, it, well, no. Well, no, it doesn't. Uh, you think it's right? I, we're not following the followers of Christ. We're following Christ. But we're also following the followers. Well, Paul said in 1 Corinthians, what, 11 verse... No, maybe I'm not I'm not going to get that one. Uh, yeah, 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. And in Philippians 3 verse 17, he said, Brethren, be followers together of me, and mark them which walk so as ye have us for an example. So yeah. we are to follow the, fo- the true followers. But... That's true. those are true statements obviously they're from the scripture but there's the other side of the coin where in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 
Paul condemned those who were breaking up into factions, okay. naming themselves after different men. Right. After he, he said uh, in First Corinthians chapter one verse ten, "Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment." For it hath been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. Now this I say, that every one of you saith, I am of Paul, and I have Apollos, and I have Cephas, and I have Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you, or were you baptized in the name of Paul? So he's condemning that kind of divisiveness in which people were trying to identify themselves after certain followers. Okay. So, you know, if, uh, for instance, if... If someone wanted to say, well, I'm a, uh, a Lutheran after Martin Luther, that passage would condemn that. We're not following Martin Luther. We're following Christ. Right. But it is certainly appropriate to use the example or influence of faithful men right. to help us in leading our lives the way that we should. But she, I think, if we would understand why she's upset with things, following Christ is not meaning following anyone who claims to be his followers perhaps would be a more clear statement and, and yeah. probably what she feels how she feels yeah. and how we would agree yeah and what that statement to me jacob is is sort of a sad thing it's it's a, a sad commentary on the divided religious world that is so confusing to a lot of people this woman is apparently quite an intellectual being and yet she's been she she's been completely frustrated and disappointed by all the d- division in the religious world. And she didn't want to follow after men. Well, we, we agree. Don't follow after men. Follow after the Lord Jesus Christ. That's right. And make sure that those who uh, you are following are following Christ. If you're, follow- if you're following, looking to men for an example, make sure that their example is that of Christ and that they're following him. Christ is infinitely more important than Christianity and always will be, no matter what Christianity is, has been, or might become. Uh, I think she's mis- as Jim mentioned out uh, mentioned she's mis uh, uh, understanding the difference between Christianity and religion. If you put in religion everywhere where she has Christianity, you would you'd be correct. Yeah, Christ is infinitely more important to me than de- denominational religion, and always will be, no matter what denominational religion is, has been, or might become. Yeah, that's that, and that would be a true statement. We'd all endorse that. Yeah. In the chat room, Nick says, to follow the leadership of an inspired apostle such as Paul is much different than following men whom Christ did not choose to lead his people. Uh, and then uh, another comment, is that Jim in the that chat room? That is Jim. Jim in the chat room says she is upset because she's never been in, introduced to real Christianity. I think that's probably the truth. I think she might be upset, though, if she was introduced to real Christianity based upon her statements about yeah. homosexuality and yeah. abortion and things I like that. I think you're right. All right. Uh, we'll look forward to hearing from you on the other side of this break as we go to the top of the hour talking about Anne Rice. She's quitting Christianity, and she wants you to know why. And we want to talk about her reasoning on the other side of the break. 877-381-4567. Questions at collegeview.com. Or join in with other listeners in the chat room. A lot of chatter going on there. Look forward to hearing from you. Don't go anywhere. The program continues right after this. Did you hear what they just said? Call in during this break and let everyone know what you think. The virtual Bible study continues after this announcement. Do you remember when the pulpit was used for the purpose of convicting sinners and teaching them how to be saved? Are you tired of preachers who seem much more inclined to entertain their audience than to teach the truth? Does it seem the sermons you are hearing each week could have easily been given at a PTA meeting or a social club? Do you remember when sin was called sin and at the end of the sermon you knew by book, chapter, and verse what the preacher was talking about and why? The College View Church is still preaching the old Jerusalem gospel that you read about in your Bible. 
They invite you to investigate for yourself. Come and see. Visit the College View Church of Christ. My name is Rick Harris, and I love to listen to the virtual Bible study. I hope you'll join me and many others in this weekly Internet Bible study group. Be sure to listen every Thursday night. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Hebrews 13, verses 5 and 6. The virtual Bible study continues. And welcome back to the program tonight. We look forward to hearing from you as we talk about Anne Rice quitting Christianity what do you think? Do you think her reasoning is correct? Let us know your thoughts on the program. All right, we're getting a phone call. Maybe somebody wants to comment live on the phone. Dave, we haven't been given our contact info here. Let's... Yeah, we have. Have we been doing that? We have. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, we would remind you, though, if you're listening to this in our archived recorded version, uh, maybe you listen to our podcast, and we're glad that you're there. If you have any questions about anything you hear, you obviously can't uh, contribute to the program live, but you're welcome to comment anytime. We'd love to hear from you. Maybe just send us an email and let us know you catch us in our podcast. Send your questions to questions at collegeview.com just like everyone else, or call 877-381-4567. We'd love to hear from you anytime that you listen to the Virtual Bible Study. All right, go ahead. All right. Uh, we got some emails on this idea of not following the followers of Christ. Uh, Anthony in in Columbia says, If we do not follow his followers, we cannot possibly obey the many commands in the New Testament to help, edify, sustain, and encourage our brethren. So this is a logical disconnect. Okay. I think you're right, Anthony. All right. Uh, Jim in Mount Pleasant says, I want to believe that she is upset because she sees the religious denominational world and does not like it. She is right. Sadly, it might be that she just does not know uh, where to look to find the real thing. All right? I believe that's right. She does not know where to look to find uh, true satisfaction and uh, and uh, how to be pleasing to God. It's clear from, from her comments that uh, she's not looking in the right place. All right. Um, now, I've got another comment. That, you just read something out of the chat room? That's out of the chat room, yeah. Go Here, ahead. Jim had also sent in an email. He says, uh, on the one hand, I think we all understand that Christians are to follow Christ. However, we also understand that the Scriptures do put us forward as examples unto others, purposefully to encourage others in their relationship with God as well. Being lights in the world is encouraging others to follow God in Christ, Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16. And that's the famous statement uh, in the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus actually told us to let others see our example. He said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Mm-hmm. It's not to be a show. It's not to be a, a, a pretentious show because in that same sermon in the next chapter, Matthew chapter 6, he condemned those who did their religious deeds to be seen of men. But we are to be a light and an example to others. And so I can use you as an example. I cannot use you for authority. I can't say, yeah, well, you means, you, uh, you, you did this, and so I can do it. No, but I am to use you as an encouragement and an example to me exactly. of how I ought to live. Exactly right. All right. All right. We've got one more point to go here. Uh, uh, the final thing that she said, and again, she did not divide this up this way. We divided it up this way so that we could make it suitable for Uh, our analysis and comment. She said, I quit Christianity in the name of Christ so I could tell my readers I was not complicit in the things that organized religion does. And then she went on to say a little more about how she had been overwhelmed by the response that she had got from that. And I think that's why this discussion is important, Jacob, because uh, apparently she struck a chord with a lot of people who, who said, yeah, I agree. You know, that's what 
that's the way I'm thinking too. And so we need to we need to point out that this kind of thinking is not true to the Word of God. Again, again and again, we've commented. She seems to be very troubled by the abuses uh, of organized religion. Well, we are too. If you're talking about man-made denominations who do not carefully and accurately follow the Word of God. All right. She says that she's quitting this so she could tell her readers she was not complicit in the things that organized religion does. You claim to be a Christian. Are you complicit with what people throughout time have done under the name of Christianity? Okay, for instance, here's the Roman Catholic Church. And just within the last few years, they have just been completely, you know, exposed for all of the uh, child abuse, pedophilia that mm-hmm. the priests have have been engaged in for decades, right? Are you maybe complicit? centuries? Are you complicit with that? I'm not. I don't have anything to do with that, and I, I'm I'm as outraged about that as 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 she is or anybody else would be. That that that's not that's not what real Christianity is about. That's not what the true Church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, is doing. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's assume that she's a, a, a baseball fan. And she's a, maybe she's a Giants fan. Maybe the Giants win the World Series, and uh, and so she claims to be a Giants fan. And after the World Series, as they are wont to do in California, they uh, start a riotous party when the Giants win the World Series, and Giants fans are looting uh, downtown San Francisco, turning cars over and burning them, burning trash cans, everything. Is Mrs. Rice complicit with the Giants fans? Because she is a Giants Giants fan. Yeah, if she were. Is she complicit with the Giants fans that are looting? Would anybody assume that she is? No. No. I mean, and so for for her to assume that anybody who wears the name Christian or is a member of the true church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the one that all obedient believers are added to, Acts 2, verse 47, to say, if you wear the name Christian, you are complicit in all the abuses that have taken place in the name of Christianity. No. We reject that as not being true. There were abuses that were going on in the first century. And uh, and the solution that the apostles gave was not, you just need to quit Christianity altogether because you don't want to be complicit with those. I mean, they, they were all, there were some wild and radical abuses, even in the first century, Dad, that uh, Christians were being exposed to. And the, the instruction was not you don't you just need to quit Christianity. The instruction instead was have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Ephesians chapter five verse eleven. Okay, all right. I, uh, I'm getting. A, uh, I went back and checked our old chat room, and in uh, uh, Jack in Hampshire, Tennessee. Jack, you're in you're in the old chat room. You're the only one there. Uh, Probably is the reason why you're not getting... Jack, it's not good to talk to yourself. <laughs> yeah, don't talk to yourself, Jack, yeah. but he's made a couple of good points. He said, many people will focus on the hypocrisy uh, or the ills of organized religion to justify why they don't study God's Word. Hang on a minute, I'm, I'm losing it here. Uh, uh, the behavior of some should not keep me from doing what God wants. I think he's right. People focusing on the hypocrisy. Do we quit work because they're hypocrites at work? No. Uh my brother uses this excuse to dis- to justify his decision not to follow God. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Jack, Jack is mad because nobody else will talk to him. Jack, <laughs> you're in the you're on you're in the wrong chat room, buddy. But okay. we appreciate your good comments. All right, uh, Jim in Mount Pleasant in the, the the real chat room tonight says she has said much of what she does uh, believe, and therefore it is more than uh, she does not know where to look. She has already made up her mind uh, what uh, that. 
that much is uh, that is wrong is right. Uh, she is using this self-decided uh, standard to judge what is right. So she, she has made up her mind. Okay. All right. All right. Good. Uh, Eric says, imagine how she would feel if someone claiming to be a big fan of hers made a movie about one of her books but completely rewrote the story according to their own opinions Ooh, and views. Oh, good point. I, I, she'd, she'd go to court to stop yeah. somebody from doing doing to her books what she's doing to God's book. All right. Nick says, she would be as offended as I am over what she implies my Lord supports. All and right. uh, certainly we should be offended. Uh, by what she has said. All right. Uh, and, and Jim, Mount Pleasant. Jim, I, I take it that you may know something of her uh, uh, author, uh, her work as an author. Uh, he mentions her as the vampire author. And I, again, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not really that terribly sad, but I must admit, sadly, <laughs> that I, I don't know anything about her work. But uh, she is famous for writing a number of vampire novels. All right. Um, uh, we, we appreciate uh, Jim's comments. We appreciate everyone's comments tonight. We appreciate Dan for uh, being behind the wheel tonight. Uh, Dan, uh, how did things look over there tonight? Things are looking really good tonight, Jacob. Good. Did you ever use the Dan Cam tonight? Uh, no, but I can right now. Okay, there's the Dan Cam. And uh, yeah, see, our, list, our listeners are really liking the, the Dan Cam tonight. And uh, you, you, we, That's it, debatable, Jacob. Okay, well, it was, good, it was a good night, though, for you, Dan. That seat was not as hot as it usually is. So we're glad for that. Hey, Eric makes a point in the um, chat room. Uh, I was just coming. I don't know anything about her work. She said, "He says, Greg, you probably know as much about her work as she does about Christ." Oh, that's <laughs> good observation. That's, uh, that's unfortunate. All right, all right. Well, we got a, a good discussion and um, certainly good things because, as we said, this uh, this woman, she said it in a way to I think to be somewhat inflammatory, uh, but uh, her her feelings are not unique. And so we need to understand uh, where she's coming from and compare them to what the scriptures teach about our response to those who are doing things that uh, they should not be doing in the name of Christ. All right. Uh, we'll be open to your feedback about our production quality tonight. Again, several people commented the video is slow. We, we can try to tweak that a little bit, but hopefully we're on the right track, Jacob, getting getting it past some of the issues we've been dealing with. All right. And Jim says he's never read any books, just happens to know who she is. So, all right. Thank all right. you, Jim. All right. Uh, well, uh, Dad, thank you for your time tonight. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you, Dan, for being there. And thank you for being on the other end of the line tonight. We hope you benefited from our study and discussion of God's Word. We hope you make plans to be back here next week for another edition of the Virtual Bible Study. In the meantime, we encourage you to put God first in your life, study His inspired Word of the Bible, and live by it every day. You'll never regret it. Thanks for listening to the Virtual Bible Study, brought to you by the College View Church of Christ. The College View Church of Christ meets at 1618 Hampshire Pike in Columbia, Tennessee. If you are in the Columbia, Tennessee area, we encourage you to worship with the College View Church of Christ on Sunday mornings at 9.30 and on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. The College View Church of Christ also welcomes you to attend their Wednesday night Bible studies at 7 o'clock. If you have any questions about something that was said on tonight's broadcast or would like more information about the College View Church of Christ, please call 931-381-4567. That number again, 931-381-4567. Or for more information on the internet, visit collegeview.com. Be sure to tune into the virtual Bible study this time next Thursday for another informative study of God's Word.